Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about my top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want to check out my full rankings for PPR and half PPR quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight end. Check out the Patreon link in the video description or in the pinned comment, $7.50. So without further ado, let's get into my top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier with the wide receiver position. In my opinion, all four of these guys are the best wide receivers for fantasy football. And if any of them, barring injury, finished outside the top five at wide receiver, it would be truly shocking to me. Justin Jefferson is my wide receiver one of the Minnesota Vikings, currently coming off the board on underdog as the wide receiver one at pick 1.1. Last year was the wide receiver one in PPR and the wide receiver two in PPR points per game. Playing in all 17 games last season, he ranked first in targets, receptions, as well as receiving yards. The only metric he wasn't number one in was total touchdowns, ranking fourth with nine. He was eighth in yards per target third in yards per team pass attempt, and first in total route wins. In my opinion, Justin Jefferson is one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the National Football League. He is on an offense that throws the ball at an incredibly high clip because their defense is bottom of the barrel dog shit. So deep in games, when the defense is getting bent over a table, they are going to have to throw the ball a ton at the end of the games, which gives extra upside to Justin Jefferson. I know Kirk Cousins isn't the best quarterback in the National Football League, but ultimately, even with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback, Justin Jefferson is so good that it doesn't even matter. I would be perplexed, honestly, if he finished outside the top three at wide receiver. I think he is a lock to do so. Wide receiver one last season. I think he does it in back-to-back years. At number two, we got Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Underdog ADP wide receiver two at pick 2.3. Last year, it was the wide receiver 11 in PPR and the wide receiver three in PPR points per game. He only played in 12 games last season. Despite that, though, 14th in targets, 12th in receptions, 16th in receiving yards, and he scored the same amount of touchdowns as Justin Jefferson. He ranked seventh in target accuracy and 10th in dominator rating at wide receiver. The only thing that gives Justin Jefferson the slight nudge over Jamar Chase is the fact that Justin Jefferson has much less competition on the offense than Jamar Chase, plus the offense of the Vikings is probably going to be throwing the ball more than the Bengals. Even with that said, though, Jamar Chase is still an excellent wide receiver, and Jamar Chase does have the upside to outscore Justin Jefferson. At number three, we have Tyreek the Freak Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Underdog ADP wide receiver three at pick 4.1. Wide receiver two in PPR last year, wide receiver three in PPR points per game, which is incredibly shocking considering he played multiple games with Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater under center. I believe if Tua Tungavailoa is able to stay healthy, Tyreek Hill could finish as the wide receiver one. This is a guy that noted that last season, he didn't even have a strong grasp of the playbook. Still was third in targets, second in receptions, second in receiving yards, and fourth in total touchdowns. Imagine what he is going to do when he has a better grasp of the playbook. Third in route win rate, sixth in yards per target, and second in true catch rate. Again, if Tua Tungavailoa is able to stay healthy, I think the ceiling is the moon for Tyreek Hill. I think his upside is the wide receiver one. Sure, there is risks in taking him because of Tua Tungavailoa's health issues, 
But we actually saw when Tua wasn't healthy, Tyreek's numbers didn't fall off the edge of the earth, whereas Jalen Waddles did. At number four to close out the S-tier, Cooper Cup of the LA Rams, underdog ADP wide receiver four. At pick 5.6 last year, the wide receiver 23 in PPR, but that's because he only played in nine games. He was the wide receiver one in PPR points per game, playing in nine games. He had 98 targets, 75 receptions, 812 receiving yards, and seven total touchdowns. Seven total touchdowns in just nine games he ranked 11th in target separation 18th in target accuracy and first in dominator rating and he only had one drop on the season again Matthew Stafford has health issues as well but knowing that Cooper Cup is fully good to go for week number one this guy has insane upside right just a year ago or two years ago I guess 2021 this guy wins the triple crown most receptions most receiving yards and most receiving touchdowns so stop sleeping on cooper cup because i see him in drafts tons of times falling to the eight nine or ten pick moving now to the a tier at wide receiver we got stefan diggs and Devontae adams now i was someone that was a little negative on stefan diggs until i put into perspective the fact that josh allen did get banged up about halfway into the season and that did impact the whole offense Right now, he's coming off the board on underdog as the wide receiver five at pick 8.8. Wide receiver four in PPR last year at number five in PPR points per game. He played in 17 games last season, ranking fifth in targets, third in receptions, fifth in receiving yards, and second in total touchdowns. Again, humongous fucking numbers for a guy whose quarterback was crippled halfway into the season. Sixth in yards per pass attempt, 17th in yards per target, ninth in fantasy points per target, and fourth in fantasy points her route run. I expect this to be a great Buffalo Bills offense yet again. Sure, they add Dalton Kincaid, but that's not going to take away any upside from Stefan Diggs. At number six, we have Devontae Adams of the Los Vegas Raiders. Underdog ADP wide receiver 10 at pick number 16. A lot of people are scared to draft Devontae Adams because Jimmy Garoppolo is their starting quarterback, but ultimately, last year, Devontae Adams put the defenses in a fucking blender with Jarrett Stidham and Derek Carr under center, so I'm not too worried about Jimmy Garoppolo. Last year, Adams wide receiver 3 in PPR, 6 in PPR points per game, playing in all 17 games. He was 2nd in targets, 7th in receptions, 3rd in receiving yards, and 1st in total touchdowns. Again, with Jarrett Stidham and Derek Carr. 69th highest target accuracy. Very nice, I like. Well, 69 is a funny number, but I don't actually like that. But again, you don't need fucking Mahomes out there for Devontae Adams to be successful. Second in dominator rating, fifth in total route wins. Josh Jacobs is back with the squad. I expect this offense to be pretty decent yet again, and I expect Devontae Adams to get the ball force-fed down his throat. Moving to the B tier, we begin with Amon Ross St. Brown of the Lions, underdog ADP, wide receiver 8 at pick 13.5. Wide receiver 7 in PPR last year, 11 in PPR points per game. For the first six games of the season, Amon Ra is going to be without his number two receiver in Jamison Williams, and I honestly think it wouldn't be shocking at all if Amon Ra averaged 12 or 13 targets per game for the first six games of the season which would be huge. Last year, he averaged 9.1 targets per game. He was 8th in targets, 5th in receptions, 10th in receiving yards, and 20th in total touchdowns, playing in 16 games, 15th in true catch rate, 24th in dominator rating, and 9th in target accuracy, which is shocking to some because a lot of people think, Jared Goff is absolute dog shit. Well, guess what? Jared Goff is going to be feeding the rock to my boy, Amon Ra St. Brown. This guy has been dominating the NFL ever since that first ever game that he really got looks in 2021. A lot of people faded him like a bunch of idiots last season. Do not make that mistake again. Amon Ra St. Brown, in my opinion, is in consideration of being a first-round fantasy football pick. At number 
number eight, we got C.D. Lamb, the Lamster of the Dallas Cowboys, underdog ADP, wide receiver seven at pick 12 and a half. Wide receiver five in PPR, wide receiver seven in PPR points per game. 17 games played last year, fourth in targets, fourth in receptions, sixth in receiving yards, fourth in total touchdowns, eighth in route win rate, seventh in dominator rating, and eighth in juke rate. Mr. C.D. Lamb has gotten better every single year of his NFL career. Very impressive. He's still quite young. Dak Prescott, while he always ends up collapsing in the playoffs during the regular season, Dak Prescott's always pretty decent. Last year, C.D. Lamb also had Cooper Rush start a couple of games. Now he's got Dak Prescott, hopefully for 17 full games. I expect this offense to be pretty solid. Yet again, I expect C.D. Lamb to continue to be the number one target on this offense. Again, he was top five in targets, receptions, and touchdowns last year. Only metric where he wasn't top five was receiving yards, where he finished sixth. A lot of people kind of try to discredit C.D. Lamb, but ultimately, he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL, and again, he continues to improve on his game, so I'm excited to see what he does this season. At number nine, to close out the B tier, we got A.J. Bizzle, A.J. Brown of the Eagles, underdog ADP wide receiver six at pick 10.8. Now, when it comes to A.J. Brown, he is much more of a hit or miss wide receiver. Now, when he misses, it isn't a complete swing and a miss, right? He's not going to put a goose egg up in your lineup, but he's not the definition of consistency. But why I like him so much is that when he pops, He's popping, right? He's activating his game breaker like he's playing NFL Street. He's dropping 30-plus potential fantasy football points on the head top of your opponent. Wide receiver 6 in PPR last year, 8 in PPR points per game. He was 8th in targets, 11th in receptions, 4th in receiving yards, and 2nd in total touchdowns. 2nd in yards per route run, 4th in yards per target, 5th in yards per reception. Jalen Hurts is a lot better of a quarterback than people give him credit for. I am ecstatic for this Eagles offense this season, and I'm excited to see what A.J. Brown does in his second Second year as a Philadelphia Eagle, clearly a top 10 receiver in fantasy. At number 10, beginning the S tier, we got my boy Jalen Waddle away, Waddle Waddle, till the very next day. Bump, 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 bada bump of the Miami Dolphins. Underdog ADP wide receiver 11 at pick 19.3. Last year, Waddle was the wide receiver 8 in PPR and the wide receiver 13 in PPR points per game. Like I talked about with Tyreek, it was night and day for Jalen Waddle with Tua versus without. When Tua was healthy, Jalen Waddle was balling. He was scoring scoring touchdowns, getting a bunch of receiving yards. But without Tua, he didn't score a single touchdown. His receiving yards dipped. His receptions dipped. So if Tua is able to stay healthy, the ceiling, just like with Tyreek Hill, is the moon. I think Jalen and Tyreek could both finish as top five wide receivers this season. Wide receiver 8 in PPR, wide receiver 13 in PPR points per game. 17 games played, 24th in targets, 23rd in receptions, 7th in receiving yards, and 11th in total touchdowns. He's never really going to be like a top 10 target guy in the NFL, assuming Tyreek Hill is healthy and knock on wood. We don't root for injuries. Jalen Waddle makes up for that with his insane speed, right? Speed kills in the National Football League. Jalen Waddle could take a slant 99 yards to the fucking crib. Last year, he was first in yards per target, first in yards per reception, third in fantasy points per target, and 10th in route win rate. If Jalen Waddle was on a lot of different teams in the NFL, he would be their wide receiver one. If you want to rank Garrett Wilson ahead of him, I wouldn't really argue with you too much about that. Garrett Wilson of the Jets, wide receiver 11 for me, wide receiver 9 on underdog, pick 13.8. Wide receiver 21, can you do something for me in PPR last year? Wide receiver 31 in PPR points per game, 17 games played, ranking 6th in targets, 16th in receptions, 14th in receiving yards, and 37th in total touchdowns. Doing all of that as a rookie with the 90th highest target accuracy rating, right? Magic Mike White, Cool Joe Flacco, and the MILF Hunter Zach Wilson couldn't get it done. 
Aaron Rodgers, even in his elder age, should be able to take Garrett Wilson over the top like an RKO from Randy Orton. And I fully expect Garrett Wilson to have a great season. Again, he looked so good with garbage quarterback play. As long as Aaron Rodgers is just somewhat competent. I'm not even asking him to go back to his discount, double-check, back-to-back Jordan 96-97 MVP days for Garrett Wilson to be successful. And I think a lot of people are starting to get real hype on Garrett Wilson because of hard knocks. At number 12, Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars, underdog ADP, wide receiver 14 to pick 23.8. If you've enjoyed thus far, make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button down below. Wide receiver 5 in PPR in 2020, which was his last kind of full season, 15 games played in 2020. Wide receiver 4 in PPR points per game, 7th in targets, 11th in receptions, 4th in receiving yards, and 9th in total touchdowns. He was 7th in yards per route run, 9th in fantasy points per route run, 21st in target separation, though he did have a case of the drops. He's a case of the Butterfingers. 9 drops that season, but I don't worry too much about drops. Every report out of training camp was that Calvin Ridley looked like he hopped in a time machine, right? He looked like he never fucking left. In preseason, against my Dolphins, he took us to pound town, took us out back like Lenny in a Mice of Men. We were looking at Wabbits, and he whacked us in the back, right? This guy is incredible. Just a couple years ago, we were dick-riding Calvin Ridley as this upper echelon NFL wide receiver, and now people are scared because he's coming off the injury. Do not, or he's coming off the, he, he wasn't injured, right? He was just missing time for gambling. Oh my God, I'm so scared of Calvin Ridley. Do not be scared. Do not be scared because you are going to look back to draft day when you passed on Calvin Ridley and feel like an idiot at the end of the season. Moving now to the D tier, Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles, underdog ADP, wide receiver 13 at pick 22.9. Wide receiver 9 in PPR, wide receiver 14 in PPR points per game, tied with Mike Evans. 17 games played last year, 13th in targets, 9th in receptions, 8th in receiving yards, and 14th in total touchdowns, 20th in dominator rating, and 3rd in juke rating. Obviously, when A.J. Brown is in the offense, right, it's going to be hard for this guy to crack top 5 in terms of targets, but this is going to be a great offense yet again, Obviously, not the most consistent player on earth, but the upside moves him to my wide receiver 13. At number 14, we got Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints, underdog ADP, wide receiver 12 at pick 19.9, wide receiver 25 last year in PPR, 27 in PPR points per game. He played in 15 games last year, though he only started nine games with Andy Dalton, the red rifle under center, 20th in targets, 26th in reception, 17th in receiving yards, and 37th in total touchdowns. This is another guy, just like Garrett Wilson, was able to ball despite the quarterback play being dog shit. I don't think Derek Carr is all that great, but Derek Carr should be able to kind of revive Chris Olave's fantasy football career. I am still incredibly worried about Michael Thomas staying healthy for 12 games of the year and then Chris Olave's fantasy value falling off the edge of the earth. I've made that very clear. The upside is why he's ranked this high, but I don't feel like Chris Olave is some safety blanket like a lot of people do. 12th in route win rate and 18th in fantasy points per route run last season. At number 15, we have Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers, underdog ADP, wide receiver 19 at pick 35.8. I think I'm the highest fantasy football analyst on Keenan Allen, and I know why people are nervous. Nick, he's injury prone. Guess what? Outside of last year, over the last five years, besides that, the guy's playing in 14 plus games every single year. So he's not injury prone. Wide receiver 14 in PPR, 12 in PPR points per game. Towards the end of last season, when he was fully healthy, this guy was a top 10 receiver 
every single week. 10 games played in 2022, 8.9 targets per game, 6.6 receptions, 75.2 receiving yards, and four total touchdowns. He's still got it. I get he's getting a little bit older. Eighth in target separation, 11th in fantasy points per route run, 19th in true catch rate, and 19th in QB rating per target. He is still the number one wide receiver in a Justin Herbert, the pervert offense. Keenan Allen is going to get the rock a ton. I know they have Mike Williams. They draft Quentin Johnston, but none of those guys will get the amount of targets as Keenan Allen. I am excited for Justin Herbert and this LA Chargers offense this season. I'm a huge fan of their wide receiver. One at number 16, we got Mr. T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. Underdog ADP wide receiver 15 at pick 26.6. Wide receiver 19 in PPR, 20 in PPR points per game. T. Higgins is essentially like wrapping a Durex, a Trojan, a condom right over your squad. Higgins is never going to be a top five receiver in fantasy football. I don't think he has the upside to do so with Jamar Chase there. But every single week, he's going to be like the wide receiver 9 through 16. There is something to be said about having that consistency on your roster. Again, he'll probably finish ahead of wide receiver 16, but that's because he's just chopping wood as like the wide receiver 13, 15, 16, 10 every single week. He's never going to be the reason why you win, but he's also never going to be the reason why you lose. So when it comes to T. Higgins, the reason why he's ranked behind these other guys is I just feel like he doesn't have that same upside But there is something to be said about having that nice safety blanket on your squad. Last year, 26th in targets, 23rd in receptions, 17th in receiving yards, 14th in total touchdowns. He's a great receiver, 16th in yards per target, 30th in yards per reception. Again, he's just kind of pigeonholed by the fact that Jamar Chase is in front of him. And number 17, Amari Koopa of the Cleveland Browns, underdog ADP wide receiver 17 at pick 33.6. It's still hilarious to me that the Dallas Cowboys traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns for a fucking half-eaten bag of potato chips. Despite the ups and downs of the quarterback position, the ebbs and flows of the quarterback in Cleveland with starting with Jacoby Brissett, things are going well. Then you go to Deshaun Watson and things are not going very well. You were almost better off watching paint dry than watching Deshaun Watson play quarterback last season. Still, though, wide receiver 10 in PPR, 18 in PPR points per game. 17 games played, 16th in targets, 18th in receptions, 11th in receiving yards, and 4th in total touchdowns. Third in unrealized air yards, third in dominator rating. The unrealized air yards metric is so important because that means that the quarterback wasn't super accurate, right? If Deshaun Watson takes that leap up, looks like a top 10 quarterback this year, I think the ceiling of Amari Cooper is really, really high. I almost wanted to rank him ahead of T. Higgins, but again, T. Higgins is the safety blanket. There are still worries with Amari Cooper, right? There's the worry that Deshaun Watson is just terrible. I don't think so, but there's a chance that we watch him play this year, and it's like, holy shit, he looks just like last year. And then Amari Cooper would be a terrible pick. Moving now to the E tier, we got two wide receivers that I am full on fading. Now, if they fall to a range where it's like, oh, DK Metcalf in the fifth round, sure. But it picked 29.7 in the middle of the third round. Wide receiver 16 off the board. I can't do it. Wide receiver 16 in PPR, 26 in PPR points per game. 17 games played last year, 11th in targets, 10th in receptions, 15th in receiving yards, and 20th in total touchdowns, 8th in total route win rate, 17th in route win rate percentage, and he was second in drops. So, while he is built like a Greek god, he has amazing skills, JSN seems like he might be healthy for week one, if not week two or three. They got Tyler Lockett. And with just Lockett and Metcalf, he was the wide receiver 26 in PPR points per game. So imagine how it's going to be, how it's going to feel to have this guy in your lineup where it's up and down, topsy-turvy. 
like that. And I don't think he's going to have very many wide receiver five games with Lockett and JSN on the lineup. Plus, they drafted Zach Charbonnet to catch more passes out of the backfield. So there's going to be more dump-offs to the running back position. They already have Kenneth Walker. They have a lot of options to give the rock to. And I think Gino Smith is going to be spreading the ball around. So Metcalf, not the odd man out. Still a great receiver. Still probably the best receiver on this team. I'm not saying that. And I actually think if you were just ranking pure skills at the wide receiver position, he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. It's just the situation truly hampers his upside, which makes him really gross to draft. And number 19, Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. Underdog ADP wide receiver 18 at pick 35. Last year we saw when Debo, Big Cock Brock Purdy, Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey were all healthy, that Kittle was kind of the main target for Brock Purdy. Debo Samuel, again, another guy. That's a great talent. The room is just fluttered. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Especially for a guy that got so much value in 2021 because of his rushing upside. Now, they have one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL on the team. So he's not going to get as many rushing opportunities, right? 2021, six receiving touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns, which is 14 total touchdowns. 2022, three rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. And again, that's because McCaffrey wasn't even there the whole year. He had almost triple the amount of touchdowns in 2021 as 2022. Do we really think that's going to change? Again, he's still a great weapon. He's going to have his big games. But in terms of efficiency, this guy isn't efficient at all. 82nd in route win rate, 75th in target separation, 88th in true catch rate. Debo was about as efficient as using a Snickers wrapper as a condom. So do not draft Debo Samuel this season. Again, I have him ranked fairly, right? Wide receiver 19, his ADP is wide receiver 18. But based upon where he goes, I'm never fucking taking him. He's going, again, just like with DK Metcalf, he's going in the third round a lot of the time, and that is a clear avoid for me. Moving now to the F tier, wide receivers 20 through 23. Before we break these guys down, though, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. If you guys are new to Underdog Fantasy, make sure you guys check them out. Link in the video description. They're the best place to play best ball fantasy football this summer, right? Maybe you're only in one fantasy football league, right? Get some more action in on Underdog Fantasy. The best part about Underdog Fantasy is that it's best ball. And the best part about best ball is that it's the draft and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management. At the end of every single week, Underdog automatically throws the highest scores into your lineup for you. They have the biggest fantasy football contest ever. Best Ball Mania 4, $25 to enter, 150 max entries, $3 million to first place, $15 million in total prizes. If you don't want to join a big tournament, they have sit-and-go leagues, which is basically like drafting in your own fantasy league. You versus 11 other people with as low of a buy-in as $3. The first two places make money, third place gets their money back. If this sounds interesting to you, use promo code NOTORIOUS or click on the link in the video description for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. You deposit $100, they give an additional $100. You deposit $50, additional $50, $25, additional $25. Minimum deposit is $10. So back on into things. At number 20, we have Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Underdog ADP wide receiver 21 at pick 40.3. This is a guy that sometimes goes in the sixth round of redraft leagues. People are so scared of this Packers offense because Aaron Rodgers is gone. They are shaking in their boots to draft players that are immensely talented because Aaron Rodgers is gone. Remember, 
that Aaron Rodgers didn't look like the Aaron Rodgers of the past last season. Now, was he some schlub, bottom-of-the-barrel quarterback in the NFL? Of course not, right? Desmond Ritter played quarterback in the NFL last year. Marcus Mariota. But... Watson was 41st in target accuracy, so it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was slicing and dicing his way through the defense like he's playing Fruit Ninja last season. Wide receiver 8 in PPR points per game last year when playing 60-plus percent of the snaps, which is a 7-game sample size. All reports out of training camp are that this guy is still the number one receiver. There are a lot of reports that he is making the defense look like a bunch of gavones. All right, Christian Watson is still the alpha receiver on an offense with Jordan Love, who's going to look to target his best weapon. And that's Christian Watson. Again, I get he ran hot last year with nine total touchdowns in 11 starts, right? Is that going to happen again? Probably not. But he could he score nine total touchdowns on the season playing 17 games? I definitely think so. And again, I think that Jordan Love, love me tender, love me sweet, is going to end up being just a mid-quarterback in the NFL. And that's going to shock a lot of people because most people think Jordan Love is dog shit. At number 21, we got Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore of the Chicago, Chicago Bears, staying in the same division, underdog ADP, wide receiver 20 at pick 39.4. DJ Moore's ADP has been rising quicker than your cock on a gas station pill because of how great he has looked in training camp and in preseason. DJ Moore got a ball thrown to him behind the line of scrimmage and made no less than the whole defense miss, right? This guy's got insane wiggle, right? And for years, DJ Moore was locked up because of his quarterback. There have been so many bad quarterbacks throwing the ball to DJ Moore in Carolina that you probably won't even remember their names, right? Guys like Kyle Allen, guys like PJ Walker. Now, obviously, everyone knows Monoman Sam Darnold. Everyone knows Baker Mayfield. They had... Cam Newton when he wasn't really Cam Newton, right? So DJ Moore has dealt with a lot of adversity. His stats still look good, but again, they were never really taken over the top. He was never able to reach his peak of Mount Vesuvius because, 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 because of the quarterback. 21st in targets, 37th in receptions, 26th in receiving yards, 14th in total touchdowns, 97th target accuracy. But still, despite the fact that the quarterback was dog shit last year and over his whole career, 5th in Dominator rating last season. So, as long as Justin Fields can just throw the ball to him, DJ Moore is going to be fine. Again, I don't project Justin Fields to take this huge leap as a passer in the NFL and be one of the best in the NFL. But I also think he's better than people give him credit for because a lot of people think, just like Jalen Hurts, all those guys are running back, he can't throw the ball, right? So, I like DJ Moore's situation in Chicago, Chicago. And I think... I mean, everyone knows, right? He, he's the number one receiver on that team. At number 22, we got my boy DJ Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Underdog ADP, wide receiver 29 to pick 53.7. Everyone who drafted Deontay Johnson last year now is off of Deontay Johnson, right? Despite the fact that his whole career, five touchdowns, seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns, he scored zero touchdowns in 2022. And he picked it, didn't look great. Mitch Trubisky, kissing titties himself, wasn't great last season either. Despite that, though, 6th in targets, 13th in receptions, 27th in receiving yards. So if the quarterback play from Kenny Pickett looks better, which it did in preseason, again, I'm not trying to overreact to preseason, but he looked good in preseason, right? You got to at least give it some credit. Not saying he's going to go out there and be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he looked decent. Deontay Johnson, still a big target of his, going to be the number one target on the team. He could finish top three in targets in the NFL. So as long as he doesn't score zero fucking touchdowns, He's going to finish as a top 24 receiver, guaranteed. He was second in unrealized air yards. Now, 
for a second. It kind of felt like Deontay Johnson fixed his dropping issues, but they were back, right? They struck back like the Empire in the Star Wars movie, right? Nine drops last year, no bueno. 11th in total route wins, fourth in juke rate, though. Even with the drops, I still love Deontay Johnson, man. I love volume in fantasy football. Number 23, D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins of the Atlanta Titans, underdog ADP wide receiver, 24 pick, 47.4. Last year, he was the wide receiver, 10 in PPR points per game, but the wide receiver, 47 in PPR with the Cardinals, only nine games played last year. He was fourth in route win rate, second in win rate versus man, and sixth in dominator rating. Again, Nick, don't you know the Titans are where these receivers go to die? Don't you remember when Julio Jones went to Tennessee and sucked donkey cock? Yeah, I do. But I don't believe that's going to be the case with D-Hop. I think D-Hop still has juice left in the tank, right? When Julio was going there, it was like, all right, Julio's fucking dead, right? Most people acknowledged Julio Jones is not going to be the same guy he was in the past. People still drafted him because of, you know, he was Julio Jones, the name. Everyone knows who Julio Jones is. But I don't think that's the case with D-Hop. I think D-Hop is still actually good. Again, is Tannehill all that great? Probably not. But Tannehill looked really bad last season compared to his career thus far in Tennessee, where he's actually been really good. So if Tannehill's just a quarterback, say, 20 on the year, like just, just you know, not bottom of the barrel, not amazing, then D-Hop's going to be just fine. Again, red zone monster, red zone beast. I love D-Hop this year in Tennessee. I'm not quitting him. Now, if he sucks this year, Next year, then obviously I'm probably going to be all out, but I'm still in on the boy, DeAndre Hopkins at the G tier, moving to the G spot, beginning with the G man himself, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, underdog ADP wide receiver 31 at pick 60.7. My opinion on Chris Godwin has fluctuated all offseason. Now, in the fifth round, the fourth round of fantasy drafts where he goes sometimes, that doesn't feel correct. But I will acknowledge, we know the volume is going to be there. The question is, will Baker Mayfield look decent or will Baker Mayfield be so bad that Kyle Trask has to come in, right? That is really the question at hand. Will the ball be coming towards Chris Godwin? Because I don't think Chris Godwin's going to score 10 touchdowns. You are going to rely heavily on the volume that he gets. Wide receiver 18 in PPR last year, 16 in PPR points per game. 15 games played, 10th in targets, 6th in receptions, 20th in receiving yards, 50th in total touchdowns. Now he's doing this coming off of a catastrophic injury in 2021. Typically those kind of injuries two years later is when the guy's really popping off, right? And guess what? Two years from 2021 is 2023. Fifth in total route wins. 20th in route win rate. 15th in win rate versus man. 14th in contested catch rate. 71st in target quality rating. So again, while the GOAT Tom Brady was the quarterback last year, that wasn't the same Tom Brady we are used to. So again, I'm not getting on my knees and giving Chris Godwin the Gawk Gawk 9000. I'm not even overwhelmingly ecstatic to draft him, but I do see the argument for him the volume. At number 25, Drizzy Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons, underdog ADP, wide receiver 23, pick 45.4. I just hit the fucking dirty bird, but I just realized you probably can't even see it because I'm locked in this box here like a cock in a chastity belt. Wide receiver 31 in PPR, 47 in PPR points per game, 17 games played, 22nd in targets, 26th in receptions, 20th in receiving yards, and 37th in total touchdowns, 37th in target accuracy, 23rd in dominator rating. I know Desmond Ritter isn't great. But will he be as bad as Marcus Mariota last season? Or will he be as bad as he looked last season? I think Bijan opens this offense a ton. I think Bijan, with how much they're running the ball, is going to open up the play action for Drizzy Drake London to go over the top and be great. Out of college, he looks amazing. In the NFL, he's looked decent. I believe in the talent of Drake London, and I believe that the Atlanta Falcons are going to step up. 
Now, I get that on a week-in, week-out basis, Drake London isn't going to be as safe as Chris Godwin, right? You know the volume's coming for Godwin. For Drake London, there might be games where he sees three targets. There might be games where he sees 10 targets, right? But when you actually look at things, he, he averaged almost seven targets per game last year. So I feel a little bit more confident than I originally did on Drake London. He's another guy I've went up and down on. I think he's a great player. Paul is going up and down on him, but I think Drake London... I just, I want to take him because I like the player. I think he's so good. The question is, will he be able to overcome what might be a eh, really bad quarterback? And number 26, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts, underdog ADP, wide receiver 39, and pick 76.6. Wide receiver 39 is hilarious for Michael Pittman because this guy was the wide receiver 20 in PPR last year and 23 in PPR points per game with bad quarterback play. Really bad quarterback play. Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger right? I understand that Anthony Richardson doesn't profile as a prolific passer, but he's going to lock into someone. Right now, as I'm recording this, maybe it's changed by the time you're watching it. I'm recording this. It's 4.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 30th. There's three receivers on this roster. Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, and Alec Pierce. Now, they're going to need more receivers than that, but really no competition for Pittman. 11th in targets, 8th in receptions, 24th in receiving yards, 37th in total touchdowns, 2nd in route win rate, 7th in route, oh, he was 2nd in total route wins, I apologize, 7th in route win rate, 17th in contested catch rate. So, as long as the quarterback isn't a schlub, we know the volume's coming, just need it to come correct, you know? Throw it near Michael Pittman so he can catch it, and he should have a bigger season. Again, 4 touchdowns, I expect that to go up. Obviously, the Colts are kind of a gross franchise. Jim Irsay seems like literally one of the biggest dumbasses on earth. I don't know what he was doing with Jonathan Taylor. The report was that he asked the Dolphins to trade them Jalen Waddle or Jonathan Taylor plus a pick. Like, is Jim Irsay on crack? Lamar Odom, who was on crack? Anyone who remembers that clip from fucking ESPN. Michael Pittman, again. Just needs some decent quarterback play to really flourish in the NFL. Now moving to the H tier. This is a big tier of guys. Number 27, Tyler Lockie in my pocket. Skirt of the Seattle Seahawks. Underdog ADP wide receiver 30 at pick 58.7. Wide receiver 13 in PPR, 17 in PPR points per game. Tied with Devontae Smith and Amari Cooper. The addition of JSN did bump him down for me. I still think he is going to have a pretty decent season. He's one of those guys that you draft that is kind of a firecracker that I like to call these guys, right? You throw him in your lineup, he could either explode, right, all over you, right? You end up like JPP, have three fucking fingers on one hand, right? Or you could end up blowing your fucking opponent out of the water, right? Like shooting fish in a barrel. Lockett drops 25 points. The addition to JSN does scare me. Lockett is still a great receiver, though. And in terms of, like, in a vacuum, obviously Metcalf's better than Lockett. But in terms of where you're getting them, it's like night and day with Lockett and... DK Metcalf, right? 117 targets last year, 22nd at wide receiver, 14th in receptions, 19th in receiving yards, and 4th in total touchdowns, 18th in dominator rating, 5th in target separation, 5th in route win rate, and 5th in win rate versus man. So again, even though he's getting a little bit older, he still seems like the same Tyler Lockett at heart. He's buried in this tier with a bunch of different guys, but I still do like the upside of Lockett. And number 28, Brandon Ayuk of the Niners, underdog ADP, wide receiver 25 at pick 49.7. I actually think Ayuk is a more talented receiver than Debo Samuel. The question is, will he get the targets that Debo gets, or will he fall uh, into the deep depths of the ocean like those guys looking for the fucking Titanic and implode, right? Because, again, wide receiver 15 in PPR, but 25 in PPR points per game. 
Is Brock Purdy going to improve? Or is Brock Purdy going to play like he played in training camp, which wasn't that great? 25th in targets, 18th in receptions, 21st in receiving yards, and 11th in total touchdowns. It's just so hard for me to invest in a guy that I don't feel like is the number one on the offense. On an offense with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey, right? In terms of weapon core, that might be the best weapon core in the NFL, like a loaded fucking arsenal. The guy's clearly good. 16th in route wins, uh, total route wins, 13th in route win rate, third in target separation. As a case, the drop is these eight drops. But again, good receiver. It's just not a safe pick. But again, you don't need safe picks to win a fantasy football. He does have a lot of upside. So again, if I really hated him, he'd be buried much further than this. And number 29, Mike Evans, underdog ADP wide receiver 34, pick 67.2 for Mike Evans. Now again, quarterback situation, pretty meh. Outside of that one huge game for Mike Evans, pretty meh last year. But again, we know who Mike Evans is. This guy, Prince, 1,000-yard receiving seasons. I don't even think he's had under 1,000 receiving yards his whole entire career. 15 games played, 17th in targets, 21st in receptions, 12th in receiving yards, 20th in total touchdowns. Again, not great target accuracy from Tom, 6.9. Very nice. I like very funny, 6.9, 79th. 26th in yards per target, 19th in yards per reception. Week in, week out standpoint, you're going to be heavily relying on the deep ball from Baker. If Baker dials in, throws a fucking missile to Mike Evans, then you're going to be happy. Doesn't, you're not going to be so happy. There was a lot of times last year, though, where Tom missed Mike, right? Where Mike's butt naked open. There is no one in the fucking range of him. They're not even on the same football field. Mike Evans is wide open, and Brady fucking short hops the thing, right? Again, I don't think Baker's going to be that great, but... There's still that upside very present with Evans. And number 30, we got Terry McLaurin. Now, this is a guy I had ranked top 24. Now he's wide receiver 30, coming off the board wide receiver 27, pick 53.9. And it hurts, right? It's like that meme of the guy shooting, but he's crying in the rain, right? I'm shooting Terry McLaurin metaphorically because of his injury. He's hurt, might miss three, could miss four, five games. Might be there for week one. I try not to chase injuries because I talk about this a lot. The injuries are going to find you in a back alley and mug you for every single fucking thing that you own. So you better try to avoid these injuries. Now, there's a point where McLaurin falls too much. Everyone has ants in their pants. They're not comfortable drafting him. Now he's wide receiver 40. Then you take him, right? Then you take him. But right now, he's kind of a stay away from me, but I can't kerplunk him down the rankings, because he's so good when he's healthy, he should be fine. And again, Sam Howell has looked very promising in preseason. Wide receiver 14 in PPR, 23 in PPR points per game, tied with Michael Pittman. He ranked 19th in targets with 17 games played, 21st in receptions, 9th in receiving yards, 29th in total touchdowns, 7th in yards per target, 11th in yards per reception. Again, just like with DJ Moore, a guy who's been pummeled by his quarterback play. So as long as Howell looks decent and McLaurin's healthy, he'll be fine. But again, not really trying to chase injuries. And number 31, Mike Dub, Mike Williams, Magic Mike of the LA Chargers, underdog ADP wide receiver 22, pick 43.8. I am not as confident in Mike Williams as most people. I think Quentin Johnston is going to stab OJ Simpson style into this guy's role. Wide receiver 32 in PPR, 21 in PPR points per game, tied with big booty Jerry Judy. 13 games played, 39th in targets, 37th in receptions, 25th in receiving yards, 37th in total touchdowns. 11th in contested catch rate, 12th in yards per target, 25th in yards per reception. Mike Williams is the guy that you actually have to worry about about injury. Mike Williams gets hurt 
fucking washing his face in the morning, he accidentally fucking stabs his eye out with his finger, right? He gets hurt, lacing his cleats up, hurts his whole foot, right? Mike Williams is actually injury prone. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm as much of a doctor as the guys you see on the hub or on the other tube. But I'm worried about Mike Williams. I'm worried about his role in this offense. Big upside, but I'm scared. Number 32, Jahan Dotson of the Commanders. Left hands up. Who are we, the Commanders? Underdog ADP wide receiver 27, pick 53.9. I am all over Jahan Dotson this season. Pause. Jahan Dotson ended the season really strong, right? He had some spike weeks during the season last year. Two top 12 finishes, six top 25 finishes. Wide receiver 27 off the board. 12 games played with 10 starts. 61 targets, 35 receptions, 523 receiving yards, seven total touchdowns. 91st target accuracy, right? Again, these commanders guys just getting their back blown out by the quarterback position. 16th in yards per reception, 6th in fantasy points per target, 19th in contested catch rate. First round draft capital in the NFL draft last year. Again, Sam Howell flashes in preseason. I'm not here to tell you Sam Howell is going to be amazing. But what I'm here to tell you is that Sam Howell might not be dog shit, right? Eric Bieniemy, now the offensive coordinator. This offense is going to look better, and Jahan Dotson is going to be a big part of that. I almost want to rank Jahan Dotson over McLaurin, but it does feel like when they're both healthy, McLaurin will be the number one guy. At number 33, my guy, I want a bad bitch. Jordan Addison Ray of the Minnesota Vikings. Underdog ADP wide receiver 38 at pick 73.1. Obviously, Adam Thielen now gone in Carolina, elevating Jordan Addison to be the number two receiver. Not the biggest guy on earth, 5'11", 173 pounds. But I think with how good this Viking offense is going to be, with how much they throw the rock, like we talked about with Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson, Addison is going to be good. Another guy with first-round draft capital, first-round pick this year. I love this offense. I love how much they throw the ball. I love how Kirk Cousins isn't dog shit like people think. Last year, Thielen had a 7.9 target accuracy rating, ranking 12th. So again, everyone that loves to throw stones, throw their punches, hit them with the fucking right elbow like their KSI, then sure, get a little bit worried about Kirk Cousins, right? Those people are worried. But don't be worried because when you actually do the research into things, Kirk Cousins isn't that bad. I get he has his down games, right? There's games where it looks like he has a blindfold on like he's in the Bird Box movie. But I think at the end of the day, Jordan Addison's going to be just fine. The upside is immense in this offense. Moving now to the I tier. I I captain, number 34, Christian Kirk of the Jaguars. Underdog ADP, wide receiver 28 at pick 56. Wide receiver 12 in PPR last year, 19 in PPR points per game. I'm going to be honest with you. I am scared that in preseason, Christian Kirk was not in on the two receiver sets. He was in on the three receiver sets. Zay Jones was the number two. Why the fuck did I just move my fingers like that? Because I'm looking at myself, so I moved my fingers all weird. Number two receiver in the two receiver sets was Ridley, Zay Jones. Isn't that a little scary? Seems a little scary to me. Zay Jones might be getting more work than Christian Kirk. Now, Christian Kirk's so good. That is the wide receiver three. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to be fine, right? Do I want to draft him where people are drafting him? No, wide receiver 28, pick 56. Seems way too high for me. Again, great year last year, but this guy can't hold Calvin Ridley's jockstrap, and apparently he can't hold Zay Jones's either. If this happens during the season where Kirk's the number three, that's not very ideal where you draft him. Number 35, Hollywood Brown. Underdog ADP wide receiver 36 at pick 71.2. I think the Cardinals are tanking. They have to be. What are they doing? They cut Colt 45 and two zigzags. They're trading these guys off the team. The offensive line is in fucking shambles. 
the offensive line is going to get ran through like Logan Paul's fiance. So what do we do with Hollywood Brown? Still a great receiver. He might get traded. Um, but if he's a guy you draft to be in your starting lineup, <laughs> that's that's not great. Like if he's like right in the pine, and then maybe he gets shipped off to a great situation or maybe Kyler comes back and he looks really good because Hollywood's a great player, right? 28th in PPR points per game tied with Debo, right? I'm not, I'm not discrediting the talent. It's just... It's just, it just seems like a situation that is going to be so bad that you might not ever be able to start Hollywood, or you might not never know when to start Hollywood Brown. Like, he'll have good games, but you'll never be like, okay, I'm playing Hollywood Brown because this might be like, he might be a guy where it's not boom or bust, like, oh, he gets seven points or he could get 25, right? He might be like, he, he could score zero points in a game and it wouldn't surprise me, right? The Falcons offense might be complete limp dick. So, kind of worried about Hollywood Brown. Number 36, another guy that's hurt. This guy might miss four or five games. Jerry Judy, Denver Broncos, ADP wide receiver, 29, pick 56.4. Again, with these injuries, these guys that it feels like they're going to miss a lot of games are just off my board. Now I got to rank them. I think there's a fair ranking for him. If he plays, misses five games, plays the rest of the season, he should be fine, right? But there's also the worries about Russell Wilson. Will Sean Payton really be able to fix everything, right? Is this motherfucker going to be handy Mandy Bob the Builder? Or is everything going to go up in flames? Gonna go out in flames. I don't even know what the name of that song is. Wide receiver 22 in PPR, 21 in PPR points per game, right? At the end of last season, he was on fire, right? He caught fire like the Metro Boomin' album cover, right? But will he be able to do that for a whole season? Especially coming in injured, where he could miss multiple games. Wide receiver 22 in PPR, 21 in PPR points per game, tied with Mike Williams. 15 games played, 32nd in targets, 30th in receptions, 22nd in receiving yards, 20th in total touchdowns, 11th in dominated rating, 13th in QB rating, Per target, 19th in fantasy points per outrun, and 13th in fantasy points per target. So again, will Russell Wilson actually return to being good, or are we going to get the Russell Wilson from last year? Because while he's hurt, there are so many factors that could be very negative, right? Sean Payton can't fix it. They suck. Devontae Williams isn't as healthy as we think. They can't run the ball. That hurts a lot. So there's a lot of bad situations for Jerry Judy, and he's hurt. So again, I like Jerry Judy, the player. I just worry about his health and the situation. So thank you guys for watching. Let me know down below in the comment section the rankings I had wrong, right? Nick, where the fuck is this player? Why don't you have him ranked? If you want to check out my rankings, they're on Patreon, $7.50 for a month. And then if you want to keep being a subscriber to Patreon, which would help me out a ton, you can get my weekly rankings during the season. I answer every single question on Patreon. So in the comment section, I get a lot of comments. I get fucking flooded with comments. I don't answer you down there. I'm guaranteed to answer you on Patreon. So thank you guys for watching. I love you guys from deep down the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys again for 25,000 subscribers. 30,000 is coming up, baby. We got this. I love you guys from deep down depths of my heart. You guys mean everything to me. Without you guys, this whole ship sinks. Love you guys all. Have a great one, as always. Good boy. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Good boy.